Parashas, Parashas Kisisa, and Parashas Kisisa, we talk about the Chet Egel, and we talk about the, uh, the Luchas Rishonis and the Luchas Shniyas that were given to Kala Yisrael. The story was that after my entire Moshe Rabbeinu went up, went up to Shemayim, and for 40 days and 40 nights, Hashem taught him all the Torah. He lived a supernatural existence. He didn't eat. He didn't drink. He wasn't in, and he was taught all of the Torah. And he comes down after 40 days. Kali Yisrael thought Moshe Rabbeinu was not coming back. They got confused. And they made a mistake thinking that they needed this inter, needed an intermediary between them and Hashem. And therefore they made this, therefore they ended up making the Egel, which ended up becoming a Chet, a sin, almost like a Vedazar, maybe even a Vedazar. And, and therefore, when Shemayim came down, he destroyed the first luchas. After 40 days of Davin Hashem, Hashem forgave them, or almost, not, for, not fully, but he forgave them, and he and Shemayim up to Shemayim again for 40 days, and he brought down the luchas Shniyas on Yom Kippur, the second luchas. The second luchas, though, were, were not of the same, not as high and lofty as the first luchas. The first luchas were, was at a time of Kaisra, was almost like other Rishon before the Chet, there was no Misa, there was no forgetting, and everything was written in Lucas. All the Torah was written down on the Lucas. This is what it says in Chazal. Lucas Shneas for a lower level didn't have as much on it. And the a job of us as getting the Lucas Shneas is to work towards getting back to the level of Lucas Rishonis over time, over our journey throughout history. That that's what we hope to accomplish. So to my sure, you know, that, that that that's in a nutshell the story of the Parsha. Now, but the Pasik says that by the Lucas the Pasik says when Meshavina was defending Kali Yisrael, by the Luchas, right by the Chet, why they did the Chet Egel, he says, Takadish Baruch Hu, um, here it says, uh, they made for themselves, uh, they made for themselves uh, gods of gold. And Rashi brings Chazal, why they do this? Because you gave them so much gold, they ended up making this mistake. It's, it's a very difficult concept, Moshe Benu was almost blaming the Chet on Hashem. It's a whole separate conversation we're not going to get into. But that, but that's what he said. You gave them so much gold, so they ended up doing an Avera. So what, it's a strange thing we find. And Moshe Benu makes the second Luchas, which are after Hashem is forgiving them to a certain degree and allowing them to get another set of Luchas. It says, Psal Lucha. Make Paisal, which is, means to take out stone for yourself. And Rashi brings from Chazal. Hashem showed him a machtsev, a, a quarry of, of San Pirion, of this stone from which he would make the Luchas Shniyas. And he said, Psal Lucha. You, t- you acquire the stone, and I'll write on the luchas, and the shavings that come out, you can keep. And Chazal tells from there, he became very wealthy. The question is, we just said that the, the, the Reboi Zav was, was a was a sign for Klaison, and they sinned. Now you're giving Moshe Ben a response that you're giving him a lot of money? How, does, how, how do we understand that? It seems to be, not, not an absolute contradiction, but it seems to be strange. The fact is that the first luchas were also made of Samperion, but that Samperion, Chazal tells us, that Samperion came from Underneath the Kisya covered, meaning it was a more spiritual. It wasn't didn't come from this world. So the Luchas Shniyas was a Michtav Elikim. Hashem wrote it, whatever that means. He wrote the, he wrote the Ksav, the writing. But the Luchas themselves are from this world. The first Luchas, even the Luchas themselves, came from beyond this world. Mitachas Kisya covered, but they're also made of Saper. We'll talk about why maybe why the Saper is significant towards the end. Right? Yes, yeah, that's your name. So so the 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 um, so so. Let's, so, so now, what's the pshat? So we find right when Moshe Rabbeinu came down, Hashem gave him the Lucas Rishonis. The pasuk says, when he, when he finished speaking with him, but Rashi says that he spoiled it in such a way that it could also sound like a bride, a kala. He brings two pshat on why it sounds like a kala. The first one is that those forty days, the 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 Torah was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu as a totally like a gift, like a kala is a gift to a chasam. 
That's the first shot in Rashi. Second shot in Rashi is Chaloisa. If you want to be, if you want to Chaloisa Dabrita, teaching us something about the Torah. In order for you to connect, really, to be a Talmud in the Torah, you have to be like a Kala. I mean, what? That a Kastak, just like a Kala, is adorned with twenty-four adornments, Kishutim. You have to know the twenty-four Talmud Chacham has to know the twenty-four Sfarim of Tanakh. Also, that's what Chazal says. So, so there's a big difference here. I mean, who's the Kala in the two Shatim and Rashi? In the first Shatim Rashi, the Kala is the Torah. It was given to the Chassan, given to my Beit. It was a gift. Second one is the Kala is 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 the Kala is is uh, the Kala is is um, again. So the Kala, there's two. The Kala in the first Shatim Rashi is the Torah, which is given to the Chassan, which was to my Beit. The Kala in the second Shatim Rashi was that you want to be like a Kala by learning the Torah. So very different two Shatim in, in how to read, understand this. The reference to a kala in between the two shot and Rashi. Now, the the um, one other point we find is that Rashi brings also on this parsha that the Luchas Shnias survived, and Luchas Shnias, the Luchas Rishonis, the first ones did not. He says the Luchas Rishonis, which were given with a great tumult, he brings some Chazal that the the the, the Iron Horror was shaylan on them, and they ended up being destroyed and not lasting. Luchas Shnias were given privately, quietly, but Shnias uh, they, they they did survive. Now, it's interesting. Because a kala, the pasuk says that tznei aleches Hashem lekecha, that it says that tznei aleches Hashem lekecha go b'tznius with Hashem. The more dash is that's a chenasas kala. So a kala is some something that's a question of tznius. It's interesting that we're talking about. We reference the Lucas Rishonis because chaloi is a kala as the Lucas Rishonis, whereas we said, and that was a, sort of a lack of tznius in a way, where, as in contrast to the second one. So we'll talk about also also want to resolve that mamish momentarily. We will get that in a second. Okay, do you see these points? So now let's do like this. So, the um, what was the difference then between Lucas Rishonis and Lucas Shnitz? In a nutshell, by Lucas Rishonis, we said it was given as a gift. We didn't have to work for it. We have to work for it. Have to work. Not, there was no even the stone came from Hashem. Whereas Lucas Shnitz, Hashem said that didn't work. Moshe you, I'm going to show you where to get the stone. You quarry the stone. I'll write a few, but you quarry it. That's the difference. Well, that was the difference. Between, aside from all the other differences in terms of the levels and the spirituality levels. But the Luchas Rishonis, the basic point, Luchas Rishonis was totally from Hashem, and Luchas Rishonis started from us, started from Hashem. And from there, we're going to build to get back to Luchas Rishonis. So the difference was, the Luchas Rishonis were almost, almost as if it was a gift of entitlement. We got to do anything to get them. Whereas the Luchas Rishonis started from us. We earned it. Interestingly, we find that the Pasuk says, Hadul Hashem Kitoyach Kilom Chasta 26 times in one of the Kapitel Chantelim. And Chazal say that represents the 26 generations before the Torah was given to this world. That means, because up until... Up until the Torah was given, the world had no way of earning its existence. That's called Na'an and Kabbalah. It's Na'ama de Kisufa, the bread of embarrassment, because we, we, we didn't earn it. Afterwards, once you had the Torah, we could earn it. It's Na'ama de Mehemenusa. So you see again this concept. When you earn something, it's yours. You accomplish something, whereas when you got it as entitlement, it's a little more embarrassing, and it, it may not last as long. Right? Two step, not exactly the same idea, but it's the same. I want to highlight that point. When you earn something, it's, it's more chashiv to you. So, what, so in Luchashnias, that we earned, it survived. Luchashnias, that Luchas Rishonis, that didn't, those unfortunately fell apart. That could be the difference in Luchas. Now, so we asked the question. Let's go try to resolve all the questions we're asking. The first one we asked was, how come El Hezav, excuse me, you you gave him a lot of gold and they made a Bezar. And then right away you get the Luchashnias and we're giving my Sharbainu money. The answer is, because that gold that they got that, that ended up becoming the Chet of the Ego, that was, that was an entitlement gold. It was a gift of gold. Something they didn't earn. Over here, my Shabenu, he acquired the stone. So he, he, was, he did something. So that, that wealth is not a wealth that says it's dangerous. That's not a wealth of entitlement. 
Well, that he earned, he understands, he understood that it came from Hashem. That's why we asked, it seems strange, strange. The gold is what caused him to sin. Now we're giving you money? Because that wasn't, that, that, that wasn't the, the dangerous type of, of money which he received. Also, as we said, but it's kaloise, it's like a kala. It's like a kala. Kala is given as a gift to a chasa. So why, why we do that? If, if gifts, entitlement are a dangerous thing, so why, why do it in that way, right? The answer is because even, because a person is supposed to understand that even though he gets the kala as a gift, it's, it's a gift to him from Hashem, but he's supposed to understand it's not a gift that he's entitled to. It's a gift that Hashem gave him for whatever reason, but he has, to, he has what to accomplish with that gift. And we said the Luchas Rishonis were given in a tumult, and Luchas Shnias were given Pitznias quietly, and they survived. And we asked the Kala, it's supposed to be Tznias, that's Nealachas. The answer is because that's right, because it's not a stira. The Luchas Rishonis, Kala was given, even though it wasn't the Luchas that were given as a Kala, when Moshe received the Tyre as a Kala, but that's, we said that when it was Kichaloisai, when he was finished, as a Kala, we gave him the Luchas. So you see, there's a connection with Luchas and a Kala. It's true, a Kala is Tznias, and a Kala is something which should have survived, because you were supposed to understand it was a mistake that you made that we made. We thought that we were getting it as a gift that we didn't realize it's a gift that we weren't entitled to and it was a gift that we were supposed to earn after we got it. Whereas opposed to a kala, a really we understand, even though a kala is a gift to a chasen, it's not a gift that you, you, you deserve. It's a gift that Hashem is giving you and you need to earn and deserve after it's given to you. That could be why there's a second shan Rashi. Who's the kala? The kala is you. Not the gift, because if you really, really, if you just take the kala, the gift, the Torah is the kala, as the gift that's dangerous because you may think you're entitled, but if you make yourself into the kala, mean, meaning turn yourself into the kala, turn yourself into the gift, earn the gift by learning the twenty-four svarim, then then you can then you can um, and then, then 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 that gift will last and that success will last. And that's how we're going to get back from the lucas rishonis to the lucas shnias back to lucas rishonis. Okay? Now, so I want to prove this point that the the stone of sapir, that's the, the stone on the chayshen on the breastplate of the kain gadol. That's the stone of Shevet Yisachar. And Yisachar, the Pasuk says in Barashat Sayyachi, Yisachar Hamar Garev. Yisachar is like a donkey, he doesn't sleep at night, he sleeps standing, he works, he toils, he works very hard. That's what it, and he, nothing's coming to him. He puts all the effort in, he becomes the big Talmud Chacham. So we understand that the stone of Sapir represents that he's supposed to toil and he's supposed to work hard. And if that's the case, if that's the case, we can understand why the Lucas was shyness, why it was given as Sapir. But it was just a mistake of not understanding that even though it was a gift, it was a gift that we had to earn. But after Lucas Shneas, Hashem, Explain to us that we have to earn it, and if you earn it, then you can get, um, and you can reach that height. And then also to understand, we all have to understand that all of us have great gifts in our lives, and what we need to do is to use those gifts and earn them and deserve them. And if we do that, we will we'll merit great success from the gifts, and success will have a success that we can feel like we earned and have a wonderful chance.